In this bulletin, legislation for a referendum on an Indigenous voice passes through Parliament with an absolute majority. Pharmacy representatives oppose the government's new prescription policies. And in cricket, Australia put up an impressive fight on day three of The Ashes. The Australian public will now get ready to have a say on Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander constitutional recognition as legislation for a referendum on a voice to Parliament passed through Parliament with an absolute majority. Senate President Sue Lyons made the, made the announcement amid cries of opposition from independent Senator Lydia Thorpe. I declare that the Senate has passed the constitutional alteration Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. 2023 by an absolute majority. Senator Thorpe, the ayes 52 and the noes 19. Federal Parliament endorsed the question and wording of a constitutional change to recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as the first peoples of Australia and set up a voice to Parliament and an executive government. A date is soon to be set for the referendum which is expected in October. It is a very simple request, President. Territory, Northern Territory Labor Senator Mullandiri McCarthy is describing today's final vote on a voice to Parliament as an historic day. She says polling across the country has shown the majority of First Nations people support an advisory body under the voice. It is a very simple request, President, uh, to be recognised in the Australian Constitution. And yes, there are many schools of thought in terms of that constitution, but in terms of the symbolic nature of being able to be included in that constitution means a great deal to many First Nations people. Senator McCarthy added that a voice offers important systematic change in the constitution for First Nations Australians. Independent Senator Lydia Thorpe says the Indigenous voice is powerless, fake and tokenistic, as the Senate today passed legislation on a referendum for a voice to Parliament. Speaking in the chamber, Ms Thorpe was asked by Senate, by Senate President Sue Lyons to put a jacket on to cover up a T-shirt she was wearing, displaying the word gammon. Ms Lyons said slogans are not allowed in the chamber. Gammon is a word widely used by Aboriginal and by Aboriginal people and means to pretend, be inauthentic or used to describe something as pathetic. Ms Thorpe says she's ashamed the government isn't standing for a treaty. We're a problem. We're certainly a problem to this mob. We're just a problem that needs to be fixed all the time. And you're just tinkering around the edges. You won't implement the Royal Commission into Aboriginal deaths in custody. You've had ample time to do that in the last 32 years. You've had ample time to implement the recommendations to the stolen generations. Like, you are completely gammon, fake. You're not genuine. The Shadow Minister for Indigenous Australians made a final plea of opposition to a voice to Parliament before legislation for a referendum passed through with an absolute majority. Northern Territory Senator Jacinta Price addressed Parliament, saying she has spoken to many in communities who have great uncertainty around tangible outcomes of a voice to Parliament. Senator Price says herself and colleagues failed to receive adequate answers from the government during a meeting on Friday night. The Prime Minister wants 
to blindly, wants us to blindly trust him, to sign his blank cheque and allow his risky proposal to be enshrined forever in the Constitution when he cannot guarantee anything. Labor showed us on Friday night that they cannot define what matters relate specifically to Indigenous Australians that don't affect non-Indigenous Australians. Minister Price has become a leading voice in the No campaign and describes the voice as bureaucratic measure that fails to offer tangible solutions for Indigenous Australians. The Pharmacy Guild are concerned the federal government's new script policy could force hundreds of pharmacies to close and result in thousands of job losses. The government is looking to introduce a policy that will allow patients to receive two months' supply of medicine for the price of one. But the Pharmacy Guild's report predicts up to 665 pharmacies may close and 20,000 jobs may be lost. The Guild also recommends the government delays its dispensing policy due to begin on September 1 until a review of the economic impact is completed. Labor Minister Tanya, Pl- Tanya Plibersek told Channel 7 the policy would not affect pharmacies' revenue. And at a time when every dollar counts, getting cheaper medicines for more than 6 million Australians is a great policy. And don't forget, every single no, dollar we are saving idea. through this policy this is, really is being idea. reinvested into pharmacies. Housing advocates are urgently calling for government's multi-billion dollar housing bill to pass through Parliament, citing key reforms pushed by advocates. The Community Housing Industry Association's CEO, Wendy Hayhurst, says while the fund is not perfect, it promises a vital reform after more than a decade of government inaction. She says Australia is facing its worst housing crisis in living memory, with the latest census revealing 640,000 households are homeless or in a rental crisis. It's true that the Housing Australia Future Fund will not make up completely for past inaction, but through the hard work of MPs, uh, crossbenchers and my colleagues here today, critical improvements have been made in the way in which the fund will operate not least the fact that the annual funding of $500 million is now a floor and not a cap. The $10 million fund will aim to invest earnings to build 30,000 social and affordable homes over the next five years. Senator David Vann is not expected to attend Parliament for the upcoming sitting week after his resignation from the Liberal Party following sexual harassment allegations. Senator Van resigned from the party following allegations of inappropriately touching independent Senator Lydia Thorpe and former Liberal Senator Amanda Stoker. Senator Van denies those allegations. Mr Dutton has called for the Senate to resign for the Senator to resign from the Parliament altogether, but the Victorian Senator quit the party quit the party before a committee could meet to discuss the allegations against him. Independent Tasmanian Senator Jackie Lambie refused to comment on whether she thinks the Senator should resign from Parliament. She told Channel 9 she hopes Parliament could resume its normal proceedings. I think that uh, doing the right thing and shutting this down straight away with the Liberal Party um, was a great idea. Um, but once again, uh, look, I don't want to get embroiled in all this. I think there's enough people embroiled. It has used a lot of the Senate's time last week with all these accusations flying left and right. Mm. And quite frankly, and I say this politely without being offensive, but there is a lot of people saying to me on the streets, can we just get on with the job that we are supposed to be doing? Mm. 
Parliament is set to meet for their final sitting week before a six-week winter break. A climate protester has suspended herself from a rail bridge at the Newcastle coal ports as coordinated protests were staged at ports in Melbourne and Brisbane. Blockade Australia actions have disrupted coal shipments and motorway traffic in protest against a lack of action on climate change. The woman suspended from a bridge in Newcastle is live-streaming her solitary protest online and police are on site. She said on Monday morning as she swung several hundred metres above the ground for Kooragang Rail Bridge that the action was in response to Australia's lack of action on climate change. Blockade Australia said in a statement the protests were a part of coordinated mobilisation in response to Australia's facilitation of the climate and ecological crisis and its active blocking of impactful action towards a safe climate. New South Wales Premier Chris Minns said while people have the right to demonstrate, protests in precarious sites put emergency services, emergency service personnel at risk. And in cricket, Australia have clawed their way back into the first Ashes test after 20 minutes of mayhem left the hosts struggling on day three. England slumped 2-28 in their second innings when play ended early on Sunday due to bad weather, with the hosts leading by only 35 after losing 2-2 between, between two rain delays. Players emerged with a less optimistic attitude following the interruptions, with Australia ready to set attacking fields for the first time in the test. The downpours leave the contest well poised, heading into day four, where better weather is forecast before a 60% chance of rain on day five. It comes as England quick Ollie Robinson has attracted attention after giving Usman Khawaja an expletive-laden send-off on day three. And now, today's weather... Broome, sunny 29, Perth, mostly sunny 17, Adelaide, showers easing 14, Melbourne, showers 11, Hobart, partly cloudy 11, Aubrey-Wodonga, showers 9, Canberra, a shower or two, developing 10, Wollongong, becoming windy, sunny 17, Sydney, sunny 18, Newcastle, becoming windy, sunny 18, Brisbane, sunny 23, Townsville, partly cloudy 27, Cairns, partly cloudy 28, Alice Springs, partly cloudy 23, Darwin, mostly sunny 32, and the Torres Strait Islands, partly cloudy and 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. 